Well, I'd say hello win column, but the Texas Rangers greeted that win column a week ago and have since resided there as they sit atop the AL West with the best record in the American League. In fact, Vanny and the boys are off to one of the best starts in team history and no doubt having fun with it. Speaking of fun, these two, columnist Barry Horn to my right and Cowboys insider David Moore are in the house today. It is Sports Day on Air, powered by the Dallas Morning News. Aaron Hardigan welcoming you in and with lots to get to. Hope you two are ready to opine on a number of things, including Cowboys OTAs. Plus, a little story time later, we're going to share some of our favorite memories of the late, great Muhammad Ali. And no, Barry Horn did not cover his first fight. You thought I did. And you, you asked me. And you verified that. And I quickly I did the math did. and I retracted that question immediately I before the start. I believe there's photo evidence of him covering that match. <laughs> of this show. We're going to talk the first place Texas Rangers, as you saw there at the top, in just a bit. For now, I'm going to give you the floor now, my friend. Thank Dare you. I give you the floor for your opening comment? Well, I think I think David wants to start uh, on the opening comment. Uh oh, you, David. Controversial. Well, okay, one? thank you for deferring to me, Barry. I Something you've never done. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I watched the NBA oh, Finals last year uh, between Golden State and Cleveland. I've watched the rematch this year, and I think it's very clear to me. My primary thought is this: David Blatt was not the problem. I know the Cavaliers wanted to force him out. They felt he didn't relate with them. But look how these last two, look what happened last year and how this has unfolded so far this year. Uh, this is a Cleveland team with its primary players healthy by and large. I know Kevin Love missed the game, but uh, they had him for the first two games. They were much closer to full complement, full, full complement of talent, something to prove and clearly they have been outplayed. I, I think Golden State took off the way that Oklahoma S uh, City series went. They know how to win, but Cleveland has not been as competitive as last year in the finals when they had less talent to deal with the team they were going against. Was, it, was this opening comments or opening filibusters? <laughs> and that's going to do You had nothing to say. I, 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 I think that's the only reason you <laughs> said I was starting. He's, he's just upset he's going to be missing game three tonight. I missed the game. <laughs> Uh, game three. I miss you, Darvis, pitching. I don't think I belong on the show. I went to watch the Dallas Wings play. Woo! Dallas Wings, Barry nice. Horn was in the house for that. We would dive into that, but we're going to get into the Texas <laughs> Rangers and no. you, Darvish himself. Of course, leading the way for these first place Rangers, believe it or not, are a group of young men led by Jerickson Profar. Yes, he has forced his way into the Rangers' plans this season and shows no signs of letting up. How long do we see him being with this big club, guys? <laughs> How long? How about the next 15 years? There you go. Uh, <laughs> he is, look, you know what he is? He is the Curacaoan, I hope that's how, that's correct, Army Knight. He's a Swiss Army Knight. <laughs> you can plug him in anywhere. He can play uh, any of the infield positions, and I think that he might, by the end of the year, be filling in for a little for Adrian at third base. Uh, they'll probably keep him out of the outfield, but he can play all four of the infield positions, and he's shown he can play first base. You don't have to play your whole life minor league baseball, kids baseball, to come into the major leagues and play first base. We need one good day, though, which is what he had, I guess, of, of fielding balls before they were comfortable enough to put him there. I think they had 30 minutes, they said, yeah. before that. But it, 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 it's, just, it's, just, it's just crazy. I mean, he has reminded us uh, in the last couple of games, or the last week or so, why he was considered the top prospect mm -hmm. in baseball. 
should we know that he played first base in place of Prince Fielder, who at this point in time kind of sits on the opposite end of the spectrum, batting below 200, yet driving in runs and getting on base? Yes, Barry, but... Uh, well, he, he played first base in place of uh, Mitch Moreland also. So, so you've got a power outage with Moreland and, and Fielder, two left-handed... Who do you play at DH if, if you have Profar at first? Yeah. Right, or, or Profar. I, I think what we'll see down the road is we'll see more of Fielder and less of Moreland. The team is committed to Fielder for the next three, four years. Moreland could be a free agent after this season, and I think uh, that's what we'll see. $24 million to what is supposed to be a power hitter. Again, driving in runs, but that's not what they're paying him to do. Well, when they spent the money on him, they spent it for a power hitter. The injury and the way he's come back since then, he is no longer that power hitter that they paid for. Yes. So if everyone's going to continue to fixate on the salary, and I understand why you would do that, and it's justified, but this is a different player than the one they paid for. Mm -hmm. Now you're looking at how do we manage this situation going forward where we're still a competitive team, he is still involved and a vital cog of this team, and how do you do that not just this season, this month, but how you do it going forward. And that's why you're going to see Moreland less because they are invested and they need to keep uh, Prince Fielder a, a vital part of this team this season and going into next season. That is not necessarily the case with Moreland given his contract situation. So I think that's why you're going to see. And on top of that, Prince Fielder has earned the right because of his history to play longer when he's underperforming than I would argue Moreland has. No doubt. And I clarify, they do pay him to drive it runs. They just prefer sure. it with the long ball. So Prince is obviously a big name with this group, but look at the young names that are up and coming. The Nomar Mazaras, the Jerks and Profars, even the Rugio Doors with the punch heard around the world. They're attracting that younger generation. Do you see a new Well, you know, here? and here's, here's some news to you too. I am not older than all three of them combined. <laughs> Close, but I'm not older than I did the years. math and I stand corrected. Barry Horn is a young gun himself. <laughs> oh How do we God. feel I'm about young, I mean, I'm a young oh. gun senior citizen. Oh, uh, yeah, I did. But, but, but this, this is, this is an, uh, a, an amazing confluence of, of young players. Uh, you know, Mazar basically has come out of nowhere. They didn't expect to get that from him this season. Profar has almost come out of nowhere because they put him on the shelf. From what they expected, he's come out of nowhere for this season, for this, at this season. moment. Yeah. And, 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 and Rudy really came on the scene last year. So this, this, is, this is amazing. Then you can think, what if the, uh, Joey Gallo comes along? You know, uh, there's another guy. What if Brinson comes along? There's another guy. So this, this is an embarrassment of riches right now. Well, if you think this is fun, we're just getting started here on Sports Day on Air, folks. Our first break. But when we return, can we talk about how awesome the starting rotation has been and will continue to be with Darvish and Hamill's 1-2, I do believe. Also, which Rangers are making their case for a spot on the All-Star team? And Michael Young headed to the HOF. Answers and story time after this. So Jose Batista is still having fun with that bat flip of his as it was immortalized on a cereal box last week. And while Ruggie's right hook to his chin has not made it on a cereal box yet, it did get close to Dirk's chin this week as Ruggie visited the Mavs training facility. Dirk's face might be the best thing ever in this. And as awesome as that right there would be on a cereal box, we still think this. 
outdoes the bat flip and should very well find its way on a cereal box like tomorrow. Serious question though, guys. What is Batista now most infamous for? Oh, is I think it the bat I, is it? I, I think it's the rope a dope. Uh, I think that's what he was doing <laughs> out there. He he I think his if he was smart, he's his he would go up come out and say he was gonna he was gonna let Odor punch himself out and then and then come back on him. Uh, but but the, the flipping of the bat was something that I think that was more uh, people down in Dallas and, and Fort Worth and Arlington uh, ev even paid more attention to that. But I think th the punch, the punch was was, was far more uh, uh, worldwide, worldwide, nationwide uh, admired. But the punch wouldn't have had the impact it did from a social media standpoint if you didn't have the bat flip before. Very true. I think one fed off the other. If I you didn't have the bat flip and that sort of personality behind it and what happened in that series, I don't know that the that the punch itself would have gotten uh, the, the traction punch, that the, it has. The punch, it, it was a great punch. It was a great punch. Well, you've had fight. the punch if you didn't have the bat flip in the series. Yep. I still think Dirk and Chicken or egg. much better on a cereal box. Some called it Darvish Day. Others preferred Use Day, if you will. Either way, it happened last week when you Darvish returned to the Texas Rangers rotation only to bolster what had already been a strong rotation this season, guys. They have held a 296 ERA over the last nine games. What do we like most about this starting group here? Well, I think this is arguably, and, and I don't know how much longer we could argue, but I think arguably the best starting rotation the Rangers have ever had. Uh, go back how many years, I mean, like you say, you, you have Hamels and you Darvish at the top with Colby Lewis third. I think there's some seasons where Colby Lewis would have been the primary starter uh, when you go back. And, and, uh, and you're getting good production on the back end now as well. Uh, you have some other guys you can spot in here and there. I just think from what we've seen for an extended look to this stage of the season, if they maintain this, this is the best starting rotation the Rangers have ever had as a franchise. Wow, big words from David Moore. There. Hey, Dar Dar <laughs> hey but, but, but seriously, but seriously, Hamels and Darvish, that one-two, I mean, seriously, Hamels like name a, better, name a better one-two in baseball right now. Hamels, uh, Clay Kershaw on anybody. Yeah, uh, yeah Clayton <laughs> but, Kershaw on his own, period. But, uh, yeah, but, it, but the, the beauty of that is Hamels and Darvish, Darvish and Hamels. Mm -hmm. It, it could mm -hmm. be it, it exactly. Away. With the best record in the American League, you got to imagine they're going to be at least one or two Rangers maybe playing in that all-star game. Well, you can vote them in if you care to do so. TexasRangers.com, of course, uh, would be the site to visit to do so. Any names popping up when you look at these? I mean, Beltrick, come on now. Uh, I would say there'll be no Rangers starters in the all-star game. And uh, maybe maybe Beltre, maybe Miz uh, Nomar may get picked maybe picked up. Rugi is not going. There the two second basemen in front of him, Altuve and, and Cano. Uh, Rugi Rugi won't be there. And Elvis, I think too many people will remember uh, his infamous uh, inning. These so, are the leaders at the current position. So they need you. Vote today, vote tomorrow, and do so 35 times yeah, in a vote 24 often. hour. Is that the max? What's this, Chicago out? politics? <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> well, or we, or we do as LBJ did uh, <laughs> in, in winning an election, I believe it was. Uh, you know, how many votes do we need? Okay, and, and the votes will come in from some, count, some, <laughs> some county. Barry just submitted his 34th. We're going to let you do your 35th. As we know, perennial all-star Michael Young is on deck to become the 20th member of the Rangers Hall of Fame with a ceremony on July 20th. What was Michael's biggest 
impact on the franchise with it. Uh, Michael was a solid player. He was a rock in the clubhouse. Michael did what, what no other players, he would go, Michael, you want to be, you're the second baseman. No, Michael, you're the shortstop. No, Michael, you're the third baseman. And he did it with, and he did it seamlessly without complaining too loudly. And, uh, and he, he was the glue of this team. That said, I don't think he's been the, the greatest uh, Ranger of all time. Really? No one asked you, but why is that, Larry? <laughs> I, th I, thought that, I thought that was part of the question. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, I, I think uh, we still got to go with Pudge. Pudge Rodriguez. But, and Michael would be second. Thanks for ruining Michael's Hall of Fame moment there. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. He sure had to get the really in there. He really cares. Like, like oh, this will ruin it for He's him. this great, but is what he had to throw. No, but we love our Pudge. We love Pudge, and he'll be the first Ranger, as you mentioned, to be the first, first Ranger, the, the first baby Ranger Honor. to go through. Yes. To, to, to come through. Although, he, he came through the, the whole system. Baby Ranger. Although Pudge said that's not a given. That modest Pudge. He time for another break. But when we come back, it's into David's wheelhouse. We go. Dallas Cowboys went through OT. And while Romo is feeling healthy, who's holding his clipboard this year? And can Ezekiel Elliott be the rookie monster some expect him to be? We'll tell you next. Barry, Aaron, David, welcoming you back into Sports Day on Air, where the Dallas Cowboys are back on the field for OTAs with Tony Romo on hand, leading the way. Yes, he is feeling good after missing most of last season as the boys finished 4-12. and 12. Now, behind Romo are Kellen Moore, who filled in for a bit there in 2015, and rookie Dak Prescott, who is the number two. That's the question of the year, David Moore. Well, again, Everyone filled in for a little bit for Tony Romo last year. It wasn't just Kellen Moore. You did, I think, but for a while, right? I, I know, based on the reaction I get, fans are in disbelief that these Cowboys are going to go into the 2016 season with Kellen Moore as the backup quarterback to Tony Romo. But that is exactly what is going to happen. Um, you know, I think they, they're, and people will say, well, how can you do this? They're doing this from the standpoint, they feel confident that Kellen Moore could step in based off of what they saw in those final two games, step in and run the offense and be effective if they're at full strength for a couple of games, three games. If you're talking about losing Tony Romo for 10 games again, as the Cowboys did last season, I think the Cowboys season is lost anyway. Uh -huh. and, and the market got so high for backup quarterbacks, they just weren't willing to spend for it. Uh, did Brandon Whedon uh, turn turn everybody on. Did Matt Castle. Matt Castle turn everybody on. You know Kyle Orton. Well, it's like we talk about the bigger issue is can we just keep Romo healthy? Can he just be the guy? Can we not worry about these backups? Can we just have one guy to rely well, on? Well, the reason Romo nice. is, is, is healthy is I don't think anybody's hit him yet. It, yes, it, it, and that's why. And, and and everyone, I find this amusing because everyone talks about oh how great Tony Romo looks in the OTAs and is giving everyone you know a, a sense of excitement. <laughs> Even Tony Romo says. Nobody cares. I mean, you know, I'm not getting rushed. I'm not getting hit. Uh, I, sh you know, I should be able to throw the ball and look pretty good this time of Is year. Is there a Super Bowl for OTAs? I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll check in a sec. Having used the fourth overall selection on that standout running back Ezekiel Elliott in last last April's draft, rather the Cowboys are excited, guys, for what Elliott can bring to the table. Are we going overboard to assume that behind this O line he may reach a 1,200 yard season? He better because no, seriously. I okay, mean, he, okay. he better. He was the fourth pick in the draft. The Cowboys had other needs, and if, if he does, if he doesn't have a breakout year, if he's not the uh, offensive rookie of the year in the NFC or the NFL, then I think everybody will be disappointed. 
I agree completely. This was the this was not necessarily the best pick for what they needed, but it was the safest and the sexiest and the immediate impact pick uh, that you could take where they were as far as it would have an immediate impact on the club. And he has to come in and he has to do that. Uh, he's a th- he's a three down back. That's going to help. Um, you know, you, you hate to put any number out there. 1,200, I think, last year would have been the second leading rusher in the league. But again, you know, last year with a limited offense, with no passing game, and a player in Darren McFadden who didn't start until week seven, Darren McFadden was the fourth leading rusher in the NFL last year with just over 1,100 yards. So why should not Ezekiel Elliott get 1,200? No doubt. And we were told we were not going to talk defense, but we are anyway. Uh, Rolando McLean is taking full advantage of the word voluntary, guys. And he has been a no-show. Add that to the injury of Malik Collins and, and the suspensions of Gregory and Lawrence. Where does that put this Cowboys defense, David? Not where everyone expects, no, not good. It's, I, I will refer to one famous quote, what do voluntary mean, which one of a very great cowboy once uttered when he was not during the voluntary <laughs> portions of the offseason program. Um, but, you know, you're going to have two players suspended to start. Uh, this was a defense that ranked near the bottom last year. I will say this, though. I don't think people feel any worse about this defense at this moment than they did about the Cowboys' defense at this stage in 2014. And that defense was a top 10 defense statistically and number two as far as turnovers forced. Interesting. So uh, expectations running high on the offensive side. We will uh, wait to find out what happened. You might be starting on that D line with Prince. Me and Prince, and I'll just say this, (laughs) McLean wasn't a Tennessee volunteer. Uh, Baylor alumni thanking former president Kenneth Starr via a full-page ad. The Big 12 has said yes to a football championship game, and Dirk is opting out of the last year of his deal. What's going on? We'll dive in when we come back. Time for a little rapid fire. Baylor alumni took out a full-page newspaper ad last week thanking ousted President Kenneth Starr for, quote, exceptional care for students at the university. Good idea, Barry Horn. Uh, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> he, he did an exceptional job in, in playing defense for the football team. He could have been the defensive coordinator for the way, the way, he, the way he, uh, he, he mapped things out there. He basically aided in criminal acts. It's unbelievable. Well, you, you, some people might think so. Ah, oh, the Big 12. We love them. Finally voted to have a league championship game starting in 2017. Now, how will this work out for them and hopefully those college football playoff chances, David? Well, it works out for them, in my mind, long term. Let's go beyond 2017. That is the impetus to expand this league. And because it, the way it is now, uh, this is going to be the second meeting at the championship game. If you have a reversal of what happened, then you're still going to get into a lot of the same discussions you had before. To me, this is the first of two steps. The second step, logical step, is expand. Well, if you buy the fact that, that Texas runs runs the uh, runs the conference, I think they'll divide it. Texas will be on one side of the on one and side. Everyone else, the other nine other. teams will be on the other side. You got to be playing on that championship weekend. Uh, out of mind, out of out of sight, right? Out of sight, out of mind, whatever it is. And finally, Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk would know. He's opting out of the final year of his Mavs deal and plans to sign a two or three year extension, guys. Do you see Dirk lasting another three? Well, he can certainly last another two based on how he performed this year. To me, the bigger question is, what does this Mavericks team look around like around him 
two to three years from now. It's incumbent on Mark Cuban and management to do more than what they've done to this point, and I don't know that they'll be able to get it the done. The scary thing is that three years from now, Dirk could still be the best player on the team. That is not a good proposition for him or the franchise. He's the Timmy Duncan of Dallas. You are loyal to him. If he, if he has to be a bench coach, by all means, right? Final break. When we come back, though, we're going to reflect on literally one of the greatest individuals to walk this earth. That's after this. It was last Friday. Muhammad Ali, arguably the greatest athlete of our lifetime, passed away at the age of 74. His brash personality and way with words certainly shook up the world and left a legacy that will be remembered forever. David and Barry, when you look back at the legacy he leaves behind, what will you remember most about the great Ali? Ali was a great fighter. He fought not only in the ring, he fought outside the ring, he fought against the government, he fought, against, he fought for uh, civil rights. He, he, uh, was, he, was, he was so different than any other athlete of his age that uh, he, 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 he has become larger and larger and larger the further away he got from his career. Yeah, you know, again, the, the self-described, I'm the greatest. I would argue he's the most significant. It, it doesn't roll off the tongue the same way, but it, he is the most significant athlete in my mind without question uh, in American sports history. And, you know, we're talking about his impact. I think, I think David Kindred uh, wrote back during the period that he said, Muhammad Ali is taking sports from and sports athletes from a slow dance to rock and roll. And he did it at one of the most tumultuous times in, in recent times uh, with everything that was going on with the civil rights movement, uh, just where our, the, the state of flux our country was in at the time, and uh, brought a religious component to it, a sociological uh, race. Uh, but on top of all that, to have the, he had the voice he did because he was an elite and premier athlete. If Ali were here today, he'd come, he'd come across Aaron <laughs> and he'd be, he'd, he'd, he'd be in your face. Yeah. Or be in my face, and, and and he would he would wake every every everything up. And that's accepted today. It wasn't then, as you noted, but it but not it, at all oh. then, not at all. Today, he's certainly uh, a legacy. Is about uh, is about all we can say here. Not enough words. Muhammad Ali, forty two to twenty sixteen. We'll see you next week on Sports Day on Air.